This is more water than a lot of people are accustomed to, but what we find is it's tremendously helpful for overall health. We want to keep this water system moving. We want to keep ourselves peeing out lots, drinking lots of good water, especially when we're exercising and our body has even greater hydration demands. It's great. And if you're trying to lose weight too, drinking more water absolutely helps because it helps keeps you more full and energized and you don't fall into the cycle of dehydration. So drink more water throughout the day. You can knock out your first 32 ounces in that first hour of the day. Anytime you work out, you should at least have 32 ounces across that workout, right? A little bit before, certainly during, and definitely some after. So that might even be the bulk of your hydration comes around your exercise time. Practically speaking, though, I think one of the easiest things to do is just to get a refillable water bottle. All right, my friend, welcome back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and Fit Mother Project podcasts. Again, this is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. I'm the founder and CEO here at the FFP, and today's episode is very special. It's one of the most important topics when it comes to our health and something that not enough people are talking about, and that is the importance and the healing powers of drinking more water. If you're one of our program members and you've joined the Fit Father Project or Fit Mother Project, then you know one of the first things we help our members do is start to rehydrate in the morning, to get that system going, to fill it with good quality water in the right amounts at the right times. So in this podcast, what I want to do is lay forward, I guess you could say maybe an argument or a discussion with you on why water is so important from both a physical cellular functioning standpoint, also maybe from a broader metaphysical standpoint, life on this planet and give you the practical ideas and tips about how you can improve your hydration, when you can be drinking more water, and some cool stuff you can put in your water to further enhance the health benefits. So when most people think about improving their health, they're thinking about how can I eat healthier foods and what are those foods and exercise and water is so overlooked. And I think it's a mistake because if we zoom out, and in fact, if we zoom out into outer space and we're on some satellite that NASA or some space organization has and we're going around the earth, if we look down, what we see is a blue planet because the earth is mostly water. In fact, the surface of the earth is around 70% water. And if we look at our bodies, we kind of have the same ratio of basically like land mass to water. Our bodies are roughly around 60 to 70% water. In fact, inside each of our cells, and you have trillions of these, the middle portion of the cell is filled with water. It is what we call the cytoplasm. And inside the cytoplasm, all of the proteins and different things that the cell uses to function, the structures are floating in this water. So cells need to be hydrated. And they're constantly balancing the kinds of electrolytes and fluids to make all of their functionings work. Now, what's also amazing is our blood is 90% water, right? So it's mostly water. We have red blood cells floating through there carrying oxygen. But most of that, this highway that's coursing through our bodies, this constant pump is pumping water like fluid. So we really need to prioritize this in our understanding of our health, about how important water is and how we can get more of it into our lives on a habit basis. Because quite frankly, in today's day and age, not enough people are drinking enough high-quality water in the right frequencies and amounts. And it often leads to us feeling tired, having headaches. Number one cause of headaches is dehydration. And then we're throwing a bunch of other stuff, maybe some things that dehydrate us. We're not eating the right kinds of foods. We're creating inflammation. And we have this dysfunction in the system. There's lack of hydration, too much inflammation, so we can help correct this. And water is certainly a part of the recipe and certainly not drinking a lot of these crap things a lot of people get sucked into. So let's talk about the practical aspect of water. The first thing I recommend for you if you're not doing this already is to have a morning rehydration ritual. 
Because when we look at our water intake, we need to look at it on a circadian balance. Like what are we doing with our water in the morning and the evening? Well, in the morning, we want to rehydrate the body because we've been sleeping, not drinking water. So we got to get good water in and we want quite a lot of it, more so than many people are accustomed to. We recommend with our program members at minimum 16 ounces of water up to perhaps 32 ounces of water. This is like a 32-ounce mason jar, and I have a little bit of a special kind of tea in here I'm going to tell you about later, but this mason jar, 32 ounces, quite a bit of water, but you want to get it in the system within one hour of waking because it really just gives the body that hydration that it needs, and now to make it even better, it is also to put some minerals in the water in the form of things that come in salts or some trace mineral drops, and I want to explain to you why that's so important because I think a lot of people don't understand the physiology of how water gets from your glass into your cells because we want that to happen. So how does it actually happen? Well, when we take that big swig of water and it's in our mouth, it goes down the throat into the esophagus. And the esophagus is that long tube that connects the mouth to the stomach. So the water's going down, being pulled down by gravity into the stomach. Now, the stomach is the first thing of the main digestive organs, I guess you could say, and it's full of acid. And it doesn't have much to do with breaking down or digesting water. It's really used to break down more protein and things that have a more structure. The acid helps with that. So the water exits the stomach and goes into the small intestine. So the stomach fuses with the small intestine. The small intestine is where a lot of our nutrient absorption happens. And on the tail end, they call it the distal portion of the small intestine, we start to absorb some water. And guess what? We're absorbing water alongside a couple key things, sodium, potassium, amino acids, and carbohydrates that we eat. So our body is using these nutrients with co-transporters with water. So we're getting these nutrients in. Water is actually being drawn in as a byproduct of this osmotic gradient that happens in the intestine. And so the water comes alongside the nutrients. And more water continues to go down the intestine. It gets the colon, the large intestine. This is where the vast majority of the absorption of the water happens. There are particular pores and receptors that allow the water to effectively come into the cells. And once it's in the cells, it gets into the blood volume and it's transported around. And all of our cells now have access to this great water that we just had. But the key thing here is that water by itself is like naked. We want to make sure our waters that we have does have the right kind of minerals in them. That's why some of the best waters that you can drink are spring water or stuff that comes from the earth that has exposure to the natural minerals that happen in the earth because the earth is full of minerals. We look at that periodic table of elements that we've seen. A lot of these minerals are key for life and we get these from water that's naturally exposed to these kinds of things. Now, obviously you want filtered high quality water and there are tons of water filters. I would recommend that you do get a filter in your house of some kind. I'm not going to spend a lot of time getting into the specific types of filters, but the key thing is, is you want to make sure you're drinking high quality water because in today's day and age, not all of our water is high quality. Over the past few centuries, we've made so much progress with our community growing and industrialization, but unfortunately in the process, there's been a lot of contaminants and bad stuff that's ended up in our water. These are heavy metals like arsenic, lead, chromium, which in high amounts are cancer-causing. And I think it's important to both know generally how the local area, your city tap water is in terms of contaminants. And you can actually look this up in the show notes. I'm going to link in a nonprofit called the EWG. And what they do is they test different tap water samples all over the country and they end up telling you what kind of stuff's in there and if it exceeds limits. I put our zip code into here. We live in Arizona and in the city of Phoenix, they had like 1,300 times more arsenic detected in these tap water samples than they recommend based on the research for human health. So look, the water quality we have access to, it's amazing that we do have access to running water in our houses. At the same time, if we're really concerned about our health, we want to be drinking the cleanest and purest water possible. And this is why I do recommend you check 
what your zip code is and some of the water, but you also get some kind of water purification device. Stuff that my family and I used, we've used whole home filters in the past. You can install those in your main water line and they filter everything in the house. These are good. We use things like Berkey filters, which is like a drip filter that you fill up with water and it drips down. It could be like a five, 10 gallon Berkey gives you really high quality water. You can go get locally sourced spring water if that's in your area, but drink more high quality water. It's going to be good. And I wouldn't settle for any low quality water. You know, make sure you have good stuff in your water. Now to get even deeper into the practical tips, right? We're going to rehydrate first thing in the morning. I like personally, what I do is I add some trace mineral drops. So these are trace minerals. You don't find these in very high quantities in some of the foods that we eat. So it gives us extra hydration in there. And I can show a link in the show notes as well of the trace mineral drops that I use called Concentrace. Very good. They taste kind of nasty, but they give you good hydration. And I also throw a pinch of some pink Himalayan sea salt in there. So maybe like a quarter teaspoon or less. And that's going to give some of that sodium, potassium, and the pink Himalayan sea salt also has 84 different trace minerals or so. And so you throw that in, you've kind of just supercharged your water first thing in the morning before you have any food, before you have coffee, anything else you get that in. Now, how much water do you drink throughout the rest of the day? A formula that we use in our programs is to take your body weight in pounds. So if you use kilograms system, you're going to multiply your kilogram weight by 2.2. And whatever that number is, you're going to divide that by two and add 32. And that's the number of ounces of water we recommend. So for a 200 pound man divided by two is hundred, add 32 is 132 ounces of water. That's a little over a gallon. So This is more water than a lot of people are accustomed to, but what we find is it's tremendously helpful for overall health. We want to keep this water system moving. We want to keep ourselves peeing out lots, drinking lots of good water, especially when we're exercising and our body has even greater hydration demands. It's great. And if you're trying to lose weight too, drinking more water absolutely helps because it helps keeps you more full and energized and you don't fall into the cycle of dehydration. So drink more water throughout the day. You can knock out your first 32 ounces in that first hour of the day. Anytime you work out, you should at least have 32 ounces across that workout, right? A little bit before, certainly during, and definitely some after. So that might even be the bulk of your hydration comes around your exercise time. Practically speaking, though, I think one of the easiest things to do is just to get a refillable water bottle, whether it's like a 32-ounce glass mason jar like the one I'm holding right now, or if it's like one of those tin stainless steel water bottles or something like this, get one of those fill it up and know how many times you need to drink that per day. So for somebody, maybe you get like a 32 ounce one and you know you need to knock that out twice per day in addition to your morning water to hit your hydration target. Great. Now you know that, make sure you get that in. By carrying it around with you where it's sitting on your desk, it's in the car with you, wherever you are, you're going to have that visual cue to drink more water. Because most people know water is important. They're just not in the habit of drinking enough. So having that water bottle is absolutely essential. Now, a couple times to optimize hydration in terms of when to drink. You simply want to drink a lot of water first thing in the morning, as I said, on an empty stomach. On the converse of that idea, you don't want to drink a lot of water immediately after you eat. And this is something that a lot of people don't know, but it's very important for helping manage your digestion properly. When we eat foods, there's naturally some water in those foods. It's there. So for example, when we're eating a diet that's full of fruits and vegetables, there's a lot of water that is in those things. So we're absorbing water alongside all the nutrients in these foods. So that's good. Our body's getting some hydration. And our body, as it senses the food, is releasing the proper amount of digestive enzymes to break down that food. And so that digestive enzyme concentration, the body is sensing constantly what's in the digestive tract, and it's basically meter dosing what it needs to break down the food. The problem with drinking a lot of water after meals is that it dilutes those digestive enzymes concentration. So it makes it a lot less effective. And if you really want to test this out for yourself, go ahead, have a big meal, and then drink like 20 ounces of water right afterwards. You're going to be bloated. Your stomach's not going to feel great. And it's definitely going to negatively impact your digestion. So the times that I feel are like the best times to have water is like, let's just say two hours after your meal, you have this stretch before your next meal, slam some water. 
during that time when your stomach's not feeling very full, the digestive processes move down deeper into the body and it's not sitting here as like freshly consumed food. I think that's a huge, huge important time to have water. And as the day goes on, I'd say after dinner, you're pretty much tapering your water intake. So one of the things that I love, and this is going to transition us into this, how to supercharge your water section of this discussion is to use tea and have some tea at night. You know, this is amazing. There are herbs that help us digest foods better. Things like fennel, things like peppermint. These herbs actually improve your digestion. They make it easier for you to break down food. They reduce gas and bloating. And humans used to use these for hundreds, if not obviously probably like thousands of years, but we just kind of lost the habit. So oftentimes I'll have a little bit of a digestive tea, not enough volume, maybe just like four or five, six ounces, just a little bit of water while I'm having my meal or after I have a meal, that's going to help aid my digestion. And I'm also tapering my water intake for the day because you don't want to drink a lot of water before you go to bed or at night because you get up to pee. That's disrupting your sleep, right? So we want to taper that water intake after dinner. And I think tea is a huge way to do that, especially in this back half of the day, because you can use the digestive tea and I'll throw some links into the show notes of some that I love. There's a ginger digestion tea I love, a peppermint digestive tea, really wonderful to help you feel good after a bigger meal of the day, but also evening relaxation teas. So helpful because a lot of people feel like at night they just can't fully relax. Maybe their mind is very active and racing. There are teas that help with that. Things like chamomile, lavender, tulsi, ashwagandha. These are herbs that basically are just plant extracts that go into hot water. The water is pulling out some of these beneficial extracts. You drink it. You have supercharged water. This water is full of medicine. The water I'm holding right now is a green tea, holy basil combination amazing for energy. I have it before I do videos. It helps me. So when I'm getting my overall water intake, I'm thinking, how can I also supercharge this water to make it even healthier for me? And I think the good times are in the morning. You can use something like green tea or holy basil like I have. In the evening, you can use digestive teas and certainly some kind of relaxation nighttime tea. It can help you sleep deeper. So that's a way when you think you can actually supercharge your water. Other ways is there's lots of health benefits to citrus, like lemon and lime. And if you're the type of person that gets bored with drinking, quote unquote, plain water, squeeze fresh lemon and lime in there amazing, great health benefits, gives your water a little more character. So that's also kind of like adding quote unquote medicine to your water in that sense. I will caution you though. I think there's a big industry right now where a bunch of different kinds of water sweeteners and stuff you can throw in your water. I would say use those sparingly, but pretty much in my opinion, don't use them ideally. A lot of these squirt bottle water flavors, the worst ones have a bunch of artificial sweeteners in there, like aspartame, sucralose, other things like this. And it's pretty clear from the emerging research that those things are not good for your digestive tract long-term. They mess up your probiotics. And maybe worst of all, they give you this constant sweet taste in your mouth that kind of trips up your brain and some of your taste receptors to crave more sweet things and actually just downregulates the sweet taste because you're being exposed to it all the time. It's like you're hearing something at a high level all the time, sweet taste, sweet taste, sweet taste. So your palate starts to shift. And that's not a good thing for your overall health long-term. So I don't really like a lot of those drops in the waters. If you are going to use one, I would say probably make it stevia-based. It seems like that might be the best thing, but I would definitely not overuse that, only use it on occasion. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of different kinds of powders, electrolyte mixes and stuff you can throw in your water. That's fine. Just watch the sugar content and watch the artificial sweetener content. If it's not high in sugar and it doesn't have artificial sweeteners, it's probably going to be better to go in the book of helping you stay hydrated. But overall, I mean, in my personal opinion, you're going to get way more bang from your buck from getting the right kinds of herbs in the form of tea in your water. That'll help you tremendously. So in summary, I think we've covered quite a bit in this discussion. I want to kind of bring it to a wrap. Our bodies are 70% water, roughly. The planet is 70% water. Life on this planet is based on water. We need to prioritize our hydration. We want to get lots of good hydration in the morning. We're going to spike that water with some minerals, both a pinch of some pink Himalayan salt, maybe some trace mineral drops if you want to go even deeper into adding the hydration. Now, we're going to drink water throughout the day using the formula 
take your body weight in pounds, divided by two plus 32 will be a good water target for you. And you're drinking that throughout the day, tapering at night. You're drinking water mostly through those stretches between meals, but not immediately after meals, and certainly around your workout. Great time to have water. And of course, also remember, the more fruits and veggies that you eat, you're getting water in those foods. There's water naturally in those foods. And that water is coming along with beneficial salts and electrolytes that are already baked into those foods. So eating healthier makes you more hydrated as a byproduct of what you're actually drinking. So I think that's some really cool stuff. And then again, another important point that we discussed today is to make sure you're getting clean water. Get some kind of filtration system for your family and maybe even check what's in your local area with water because it's better to have clean water, especially because you're gonna be drinking a lot of it for the rest of your life. So better get a good source. Hope you found this valuable, my friend. This water discussion, I think, is very important. If you enjoyed this, let us know. Leave us a review on this podcast. Drop us a comment somewhere and say you'd like to go deeper on water because there's definitely some amazing stuff about water. We can go even deeper than just this discussion, but I think this is a good starter for the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this, my friend. If you found this valuable educational, share it with your friends and family. Please review us and give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube in the full video. You can also check that on our Fit Father and Fit Mother channels. Or if you're listening to some kind of podcast player, give us a five-star review if you love this podcast. It helps us grow. It helps us show up in more people's feeds, which again, gets more healthier people, more healthier communities. That's what we're all about here at the FFP and FMP. So thank you, my friend. Stay tuned for future episodes. And I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.